Uh-oh. Oh, there it goes. Okay. It kicked in. Well, it is good to see you all here this morning. Uh, we, uh, you, as you can see around you, our Lovejoy elves uh, have been here and have done some beautiful, beautiful decorations. Um, and everyone should know who the Lovejoy elves are. Uh, our Shirley and our crew, her crew that always does so well. So we are so thankful uh, for everyone that had a hand in that. <clears throat> so we're going to call them our Lovejoy Elves this year. Um, and I am thankful for all the beauty that has been brought uh, with that. Um, we are going to have a song this morning. So uh, we're going to get a little bit of singing back in um, with some individuals, some maybe some duets. Jana's in charge of that now, uh, so she's going to work on that. So hopefully we'll have all that lined up, so be aware of that. Uh, announcements. Um, the Uwari Volunteer Fire Department is doing a Christmas Boston Butt fundraiser, uh, and this is to help, uh, I forgot who you told me it was to help. Needy families. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So they've cho- they probably have some, some families already chosen for that. Uh, it is on Wednesday, December 23rd. Uh, you pick up at the fire department between 4 and 7, and they are $40. Uh, and Dixie has the slips for that. So if you would like one of those, um, the Uwari Volunteer Fire Department, we greatly appreciate that. Excuse me. So this Sunday, today, 4 o'clock, well, today at 4.30, we're going to start our Advent study. Uh, We're shifting it back by 30 minutes um, for anybody that would like to go to um, Miss Gaddy's funeral. That's at 3. So we're going to shift everything back by 30 minutes. Um, I think that'll give us um, enough time to get back across town. Um, after that graveside service. So be aware of that today, 4.30, uh, is our Advent study. Um, We will also be doing that every Sunday at 4 o'clock for the next four Sundays. Um, And I will be on Zoom at 6 for anybody that that wants to do that, if they miss it today or want to jump in on Zoom. Um, I'll have all that information up on Facebook page, so just look out for that. Um, So if you... Uh, we're not able to get to it uh, in person. We, you can have it. Um, you can go on Zoom and do that. As you can see, we can see our wonderful uh, Christmas decorations. Our hanging of the greens has been done, um, and I'll talk a little bit about that in the sermon. So we'll we'll hold off on that a little bit. Uh, our Christmas program. We're having a readers' theater. Uh, Jana is in charge of that uh, also, uh, and we're going to be doing that on December twentieth. Um, That is our normal Christmas play gathering time. So we're going to do that on December 20th. And then we'll have our candlelight service on December 23rd at 6 o'clock. We will continue to gather out here as long as the weather permits. uh, So we can enjoy the beautiful decorations that we have and the way the arbor is dressed for this Christmas season. Um, So we are just thankful for all of that. Are there any other announcements that we need to be made this morning. All right. Well, seeing none, let us begin our time of worship this morning with prayer. So let us pray. 
Father God, we thank you that you have promised to be with us no matter what difficult circumstances invade our lives. And we lift up our many brothers and sisters in Christ who are facing increasingly hard times. We are watching and waiting for the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And join with the Spirit in praying, Come, Lord Jesus. In these increasingly difficult times, we ask for your strength and courage to face whatever lies ahead, knowing that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which, we sh which shall be revealed in us, and that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning, like I said before, is going to be uh, sung by Jana. It is, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. beautiful it is and once again hear someone sing um, thank you for that Jana 
and we look forward to the uh, many more people that we have that will be doing that also. Um, we come now to a time to lift up our joys and our concerns. Um, we have one to add, Linda Davis. Um, she's having some surgery done, so let's remember her. Um, are there any others this morning to lift up? Seeing no others, I will be sending out that list this afternoon, uh, a most updated list that we have uh, for prayer concerns, so be on the lookout for that. So let us pray this morning. This morning's prayer is a, is a lament for a new liturgical year, which we just started today. This is by Dr. Scott Daniels, who is the pastor of Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. So let us pray. Oh God, if you would only tear open the heavens and come down, come and shake us out of our apathy. Come and unite us with your compassion. Come and heal us with your presence. We have had enough of our rubble. Our rubble is not made of fragmented stones from fallen city walls and a devastated temple. Our rubble is more subtle, but just as real. It is the rubble of a world turned in upon itself. We are tired, God. We are tired of being at war with our neighbor. We are tired of tyrants who turn citizens into desperate refugees. We're tired of fearing the stranger. We're tired of the continual threat of destruction. We're tired of people misusing their positions of power against others. We are tired of acts of terror and tired of our failure to imagine any other way to respond in the creation of terror in return. We are tired of how our lust and the distortion of our desires erode every relationship and destroy the lives of our children. We are tired of greed and the way it forms systems that benefit the few on the backs of the many. We are tired of our bluster, pride, and arrogance our divisive political rhetoric is pushing us to the point of exhaustion. We are tired of keeping up appearances and expending all our energy for things that will not last. We are tired of the idols of amusement that sedate us into apathy. We are tired of drowning in information while starving for wisdom. We are tired of floods, quakes, and winds. We cannot, cannot take any more death and destruction. And we're tired of the deep inner sense of fear that we are unwitting, unwittingly awakening those primal forces of chaos that cannot control. With Judah, we begin a new year sitting in the rubble of sinfulness of our sinfulness has made morally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically exhausted to the point of despair.
We have fallen into a gap of inequity that seems to be swallowing all the creation in with it. Yet, yet you are our Father. Yet, yet you are the potter, and we are your clay. So we gather around your table, reminded that you are present in our suffering. But more than that, we gather around your table, not in fear of scarcity, but in the abundance of Advent hope. That your light can penetrate the darkness of our despair. Your goodness can overcome the chaos of our evil. Your grace can transform the rubble of our sin. Your life can make all things new. We come around your table of grace as prisoners of hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who had been given to us. So Lord, as the gathered body this morning, we come and pray the prayer that all the gathered saints know, those who are here and those who have gone before us. So we pray with the chorus of saints. The prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. Well, things are a little bit different this year. We are in this beautiful space that has been wonderfully decorated. We have our Advent candles, which wouldn't stay lit out here if we tried. But we all know that the light of Christ is shown, how the hope is seen, how the love and joy is seen in the flickering of a candle. So on this first Sunday of Advent, I am working off of the UMC Discipleship's um, liturgical year, and I'll again say a little bit more about that in the sermon. But the first thing we talk about in that this year is this place is a mess. And we have the scriptures for today that are Isaiah 64, 1-9 and Mark 13, 24-37. So I'm going to read Isaiah 64 and then we'll go through the liturgy for the candle this week. So Isaiah 64, 1 through 9. If only you would tear open the heavens and come down. Mountains would quake before you like fire igniting brushwood. 
or making water boil. If you would make your name known to your enemies, the nations would tremble in your presence. When you accomplished wonders beyond all expectations, when you came down, mountains quaked before you. From ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God but you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You look after those who gladly do right. They will praise you for your ways. But you were angry when we sinned. You hid yourself when we did wrong. We have all become like the unclean. All our righteous deeds are like a minstrel rag. All of us wither like a leaf. Our sins, like the wind, carry us away. No one calls on your name. No one bothers to hold on to you. For you have hidden yourself from us and have handed us over to our sin. But now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. All of us are the work of your hand. Don't rage so fiercely, Lord. Don't hold our sins against us forever, but gaze now on your people, all of us. If ever there was a year we needed Advent, this is the year. We hardly know how to describe the year we have lived through. We hesitate to reflect on all the mess around us in 2020. All we know is that nothing seems right. Nothing seems like it used to be nothing. We need Advent. The prophet Isaiah cried out for us, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down to make your name known so that nations might tremble at your presence. So tear through the mess, O Lord, and come down to us again. We long to be your people, a people of hope. So we light the first candle as a sign of our hope. Hope that you can meet us, even in the mess of our world. Hope that you still see us, though we feel we are lost in the rubble. Let this light be the guide that brings us to Emmanuel once more. O come, O come. Emmanuel, the candle of hope, hope of what is to come. Amen. As we continue our service this morning, we are again thankful for all those who are offerings, are giving their gifts, tithes, time, and service. Uh, especially in this time of distance socializing and safer at home directives. So this morning, let me offer this prayer for the things that we have received here at Lovejoy and the support from the community. So let us pray. Generous and loving God, you give us everything we need, surrounded and supported by your love. There is nothing we lack. 
As we bring our offerings to you, may they support your work of peace and justice and bring hope to the world. As we bring our very selves to you, mold and shape us as you will, then send us forth to serve. Amen. As I said earlier, the message texts for today are Isaiah 64, 1 through 9, but also Mark 13, 24 through 37. So hear now the gospel according to Mark. In those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark, and the moon won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then they will see the human one coming in the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. Learn this parable from the fig tree. After its branch becomes tender and it sprouts new leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that he's near at the door. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until all things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come, not the angels in heaven and not the Son. Only the Father knows. Watch out, stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It is as if someone took a trip, left the household behind, and put the servants in charge, giving each one of them a job to do, and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household would come, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, stay alert. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as we have gathered on this day, our hope is true. And Lord, may our hope be strong. And Lord, may the words of your servant's mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So as I said, throughout the season of Advent, I'm going to be talking on a preaching on a, a series called Company is Coming. So we'll go through the season of Advent and we'll actually go through the first two Sundays after Christmas. So I want to start this morning and talk just a little bit about what Advent is. Advent sits in the nexus between past and future. The origin of the season is to remind us that we are heading somewhere. That we are waiting for something that is not yet here. 
We are reminded that we are pilgrim people during the season of Advent. And as startling as that is, we find joy in the seeking, joy in the longing. The prophecies are full of warnings and of struggle, but there is also a resounding vision of something greater, something of peace. And we can lean into that. There is also joy in the remembering. We cannot look forward to the inbreaking of the one who comes without looking back to the first time God entered our history and space. There is joy in the anticipation, in the waiting for the one who comes, both as we look back and as we lean forward. The joy erupts not because it will be an easy welcome. There is work to be done and transformation to occur. Our brokenness will come to light and our healing will stretch our capacity to hope. But the joy is there because deep down we know that what is coming is what we have been longing for. Who is coming is who we have been longing for. So company is coming. And like I said, today's theme is this place is a mess. Today, we would have taken time in our service to hang our greens, to place the poinsettias, to put chrismons on the tree and light it. We would have heard the details about each piece of that as we put these things together and decorated our space. We would have done this as a community with different readers and people, but this year is different. This year is different because we're in a different space, in a different season. But what does this space say to those who have never been here before? This year we decorated this beautiful arbor. And coming this week, we're going to add explanations of these different pieces. Just like stations at the cross, we'll have stations of Advent. It will explain the reasons that we have a tree, the reasons we have greenery, the reasons we have chrismons, and the Advent wreath and poinsettias. It will be the same stuff that we've heard year after year after year, but it will be a new way to experience it. It gives us a way to have a fresh interpretation of the reason behind what we are doing. But it also gives us a chance in a different way to prepare our eternal selves for the reception of the guest and our guest of the season. So we begin the season of Advent by acknowledging our need to clean house because company is coming. We know when Advent is going to begin every year. Yet how much do we complain or proclaim every year 
wow, it came early this year. I can't believe we're already at the season of Advent. It can't be time for this. We are just not ready. We have too much to do. Our list grow longer. Our accomplishments are fewer. For everything we check off, six more slip onto the list. How does this happen? Advent begins with a call to get ready. Because we aren't ready. Worse than that, we've maybe forgotten that there is anything to get ready for. Or we thought that what we are supposed to be getting ready for is a celebration of the past. That we are preparing for a historical observation, something God did at one time. And we are still grateful for it. We are still defined by it. We still try to live differently because of it. But it is to an extent old news. It is a case of been there, done that, when it comes right down to it. Or is it? What is it that we are waiting for? What are we looking for? The first reading for this first Sunday of Advent reminds us that what we long for is not a historical remembrance, but a new reality, a new encounter. And this new encounter can be shocking. It can wake us up from overlooking what really surrounds us. Isaiah comes along to ask us to take another look at our living space. Like our mom or our parents, Isaiah stands at the door and tells us that company is coming and would you just take a look at the kind of squalor you're living in? What would happen, the old prophet shouts, if the one you claimed to be waiting for was to show up today? What if the one you want to come home to open this door right here and came charging into this room? What then, smart guy? Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, Isaiah cries on our behalf. We know you are present. Our faith tells us that you are here, but we need to know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Shake us up so that we can be certain again. We, can, we begin to wonder. We maybe even begin to doubt. So do it again, Lord. Do it again. The task of Advent to pay attention to what is and what might be is not simply to look back at what was. The people of God were in exile. The foundations of their nation had been shaken. The comforts that they had begun to take for granted were taken away from them. The human institutions that they had constructed no longer held security that they had begun to take for granted. So they began to look elsewhere. And they realized that their faith was shaky as well. 
They needed a boost. So they looked back. And then they looked forward at the same time. The mountains of our society were shaken. So shake the mountains, O Lord. The foundations of our nation were shaken. So shake the foundations, O God. Advent is a reminder to get out of our sense of complacency, though it is hard to be complacent when things are difficult. When all is going well, then we need the two-by-four of Advent to wake us up. But when things are difficult, we use Advent as a prayer, as a reminder of hope. The call of Jesus in our gospel passage for this week is a call to hope. Verses 24 through 27. In those days after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark and the moon won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then they will see the human one coming in the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the ends of the earth to the end of heaven. Hope, hope of the human one coming. Also in 33 through 37, watch out, stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It is as if someone took a trip and left the household behind and put the servants in charge giving each one a job to do and the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will come, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, stay alert. Jesus has told us to stay alert. Alert, something the disciples even couldn't really do well. There is much to do and a deadline to meet. But at the same time, there is the promise that the master is near, not as a threat, but as a promise. We are not alone. What we see in front of us is Not all there is. History is heading somewhere. We may not know where exactly, we may not know where exactly, except that it is someplace called the kingdom of heaven. Or as Jesus was fond of describing it, life. And that is what we long for in the end, life. Life in its fullness and meaning, life in all its joy and promise. That's what is coming. That is what is promised. And we forget every now and then. We forget that we are looking for anything, that we are hoping for anything. Until Advent comes and knocks us upside the head with a not-so-subtle reminder. And then we look and see what a mess that we're living in. 
and we need to do something about it. Because companies coming. Even when we decorate, the mess is still there. So when company is coming, we clean up the mess before we prepare our spaces. Hope. Hope gives us a chance to clean up our eternal, internal mess and prepare for the one who is coming. So as we go through this Advent and Christmas season, let us remember who is coming, not just to our houses to celebrate or through a computer screen, but the one incarnate God, the little baby, Jesus is coming. It's time to prepare. And that's the hope that we have each and every year. Life's a mess, but company's coming. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Each season, we love to hear the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And for the next several weeks, I'm going to do our hymn of invitation. It's going to be the same song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, but it's going to be done by different artists in different ways with different music. But that also helps us and reminds us that everything is all right, even though it may be different. So this morning, we have O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, this one done by four king and country. So let us open our hearts and minds as we listen. Did not download It may have not downloaded this morning. We're having technical difficulties. But this, do what? It's prob it probably did not get downloaded this morning. I know, oh. But that's okay. That's something that changes and that is different. So on your own, listen to O Come, E Come, Emmanuel, and listen to different versions. Um, this one that we were going to listen to is for king and country. Uh, so if you want to pull that one up, uh, please do take a moment to listen to that um, as we prepare for this season of Advent. So since we do not have a song, let me offer this benediction. And then we will dismiss with a new song. This song is going to be the Song of Hope by Robbie, the Robbie Say Band. So receive this benediction. Stay awake, for God is coming. Prepare your heart, for God is near. 
In the darkness, a candle of hope burns brightly. In the quiet, God speaks to us. Go with joy and remain aware and awake. Grace and peace to you from God the Creator and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen.